everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Best and Worst of Walt Disney World. I'm Pete Werner, joined on my right by Mr. Steve Porter. Hello. And on my left by Mr. Oliver Green. And as we have been all month this month, uh, we are in the Royal Asante Suite at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge. No, we're not spending a month in the Royal Asante <laughs> Suite. I'm actually spending three nights here. Uh, but uh, we're recording all these shows while we're here because we're here. Why shouldn't we? It's absolutely gorgeous, as is Animal Kingdom Lodge. So uh, we've been talking this month about uh, you know, our top five ways to get the most out of the theme parks during the busier times of the year. And we have talked about uh, Ma- uh, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom. So that leaves only one park left, and that's Disney's Hollywood Studios. And we're going to get right into it with our first tip for managing the crowds at Hollywood Studios, and that is don't go. You want to not deal with crowds at Hollywood Studios, don't go to that place. It is half a theme park at best right now. Um, While it is under construction for Toy Story Land and Star Wars Land, it will be under construction for at least the next, I don't know, 27 years. Um, and there just isn't a lot to do. Um, it's a great half-day park. It's a qu- great quarter-day park. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think, you know, one of the big draws... You know, I say this, I say don't go, tongue, you know, somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but to a certain degree not. Um, you know, one of the great draws to any Disney theme park is theming. <laughs> it's what Disney does better than anyone else. And I'm sorry, but construction walls don't count as theming. Yeah. I, we, one of the last times I was in the park with someone, we were in Hollywood Studios, and I literally sent out a tweet that was four or five different pictures of the different construction walls throughout the park <laughs> and, like, all the different ones because it's, like, you're literally... There are parts where you're surrounded. There are three, three of the, like, directions around you are construction wall, construction wall, construction wall. It's, like... Literally, over by Muppets Courtyard, it literally every way you turn, there's some yeah. sort of construction going on. And it, when the crowds are bad, it's going to be like you know, mouse mice in a trap or something. It's like everyone's going to be like running in circles. It's going to be horrible. Well, that's what's adding to there being such you know high capacity, and there are now so many high crowds because they're taking so much stuff away. There isn't a whole lot to do really. You know, you can count on one hand the amount of things you'd like to hit up and. Hollywood Studios right now. I'm not saying that's going to change in the future. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it's going to become an amazing part, but at this no moment question, in time, no question. When they're done, it's going to be out of this world. Yeah, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> but right now, with the construction going on, it's very limited. Mm-hmm. It's and it, not an amazing experience, and it's not. It, and it's yeah, it's not. Uh, it's just it's not what it, it used to be. Hollywood Studios was the day, one of the days I looked most forward to mm-hmm. when I would travel down here. Yeah. Um, always, always loved that park. Now, with this being said, there are still some things, some wonderful things to experience mm-hmm. at Hollywood Studios. And as an aside, at the end of this, I'll mention a couple of my favorites. But in terms of if you are going to go to Hollywood Studios, here are the tips that we suggest you try, other than don't go at all. Um, one of them that I believe, Steve, you had mentioned to me 
was, uh, you know, we've talked about single rider lines mm -hmm. at different attractions. Uh, certainly there's a single rider line uh, for Test Track, single rider line for uh, Expedition Everest over at Animal Kingdom, and there's also a single rider line for Rock and Roller Coaster, but your suggestion here is don't use it. Yeah, actually, I think Oliver said or this. Or Oliver. Yeah. I know we were in agreement. I don't know. You all, look, you all look alike to me. <laughs> the staff. Um, no, <laughs> it's the other two single rider lines are very useful. You'll always find that they do get you onto the attraction incredibly quickly. Just from my own experience, for some reason that's unbeknown to me, whenever you are in the single rider line for Rock and Roller Coaster, I feel neglected. It's either not moving or moving at an, a, a snail's pace. And mm -hmm. there has been an awful lot of times where the single rider line has been just as long as the regular standby line. Mm -hmm. And I've even, you have it now, where um, more than one cast member I've heard saying this at the, at the front where you get in line, they will say out loud and make an announcement that if you wait in the single rider line, you could be waiting just as long as waiting in the standby line there's no guarantee it's going to be quicker although that's the aim and the goal there's just no guarantee and I've, I I know you found that as well yeah I mean I was I backed you up on that I've, I've had similar experiences where it almost seems like when they have odd group like odd groups like a group of three yeah. instead of putting you know three and then a single rider which they should they'll find they'll ask if the, the next group is also an odd group they'll wait for other uneven so numbers. if it's a group of Five and three, then they'll put those two together from the the, the regular line instead of doing one from each of from the st and putting the standby line in. If that mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So it's it's just a slower pace for that line. So you would suggest then certainly use utilize a fast pass for a rock and roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely a good fast pass attraction. Um, and used to be, I mean, I think to a certain degree it still is. If you're not a coaster person. Toy Story Mania is a good fast pass option, but the lines at Toy Story Mania, since they've opened up the new track, mm -hmm. have diminished, in some cases, significantly. Yeah, for, uh, I mean, by a lot. I mean, it used to be consistently an hour plus. Yeah. Now Two it's, hours, yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's more like 40 or, I mean, you even said 30, you've seen 30. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, and these are at busier times. And so. I mean, this... Three years ago, that would be you know unheard, unheard of. of. Yeah, unheard of. So avoid the single rider line at Rock and Roller Coaster. Utilize a fast pass for that. Um, this is another one that I found to be true as well. Uh, don't trust the wait times at Tower of Terror. Yeah. Um, the number of times I personally have had the experience where it said there was a forty minute, thirty forty minute wait on standby, mm -hmm. and we waited ten minutes before yeah. we were on the ride. But you also mentioned, you guys also mentioned, you've had it happen, vice versa, yep. where it posted a 10-minute wait and you waited 40. Right, right. And it, it's odd because there, I don't see, I mean, maybe besides the, the traction not working, I don't see, unlike uh, on last week's episode when we talked about uh, the safari, there's not a lot of factors why it should be so wrong. So yeah. I'm not really sure why that's true, but it definitely is. So I would, you know, check well, the Well, I'm sure there's a good reason why that happens yeah. that we're just not aware of. Aware of, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so just check the wait time, but then go into the line and kind of, if you're familiar, um, you know, if you're out in the garden, that means it's going to be a long wait. Yeah. If, you're, I, if it's past that, it'll be a short wait. A good, if you're not familiar with it, a, um, a, a good uh, point of reference is there's like a, a gazebo area with fans above it, an outdoor gazebo area. If the line starts there or it's about there, you're looking at around about a 10-minute wait. 
to be honest. So, yeah, it's yeah. the amount of times actually I've just I've walked on that attraction and there's people with fast passes and you get on at the exact same yeah. time and the yeah. posted time outside is you know still. 20, 30, 40 minutes, and it's like, what was the point? You yeah, know? I've just... had that experience where I've utilized a fast pass on Tower of Terror and said, ended up saying, well, that was a waste. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I, it would have been just as, really, as quick, maybe a little slower in the standby line. So do not trust the wait times at Tower of Terror. Um, moving off of attractions, though, um, one of the aspects of Hollywood Studios that is unique to all the other parks, in my opinion, uh, even though there are streetmosphere characters in the other parks, I think it's raised to a level at Hollywood Studios that is uh, that's that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar with what I'm talking about, uh, Disney hires actors, uh, and usually they're more improv comics as well mm-hmm. that dress. You know, where Hollywood Studios is concerned, they're dressed and portraying characters from let's say the 40s or the 50s mm-hmm. uh, of Hollywood and they're kind of these over the top personalities very very funny it's a lot of improv that goes on they often involve uh, you know people in the park in, the crowds, in there yeah. in the crowds in their in their skits and they're hilarious and it's a great distraction from you know, waiting in line an hour for something, or especially, like I said, because of the crowds at the studios. Now, unfortunately, Disney has cut back on the uh, staffing for Streetmosphere characters, but they still are there. And it's, you know, it, it's one of the things when I see them, when I see them doing something, I always stop because they're just so funny. Yeah, and, and just to, to expand on that a little bit, it's more than just the streetmosphere characters you might see in Main Street where you just can walk up to them and kind of talk to them. They'll do full-on, like, comedic shows almost. Yeah. Like, they do a fake game show and they do these fake little skits mm-hmm. that are... It's more than just, hi, you're a goofy personality, nice to meet you, and then you keep walking. Oh, and no, it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's, it's a whole show. They don't hold jokes and everything. It's what great. makes them so talented because they have to think on their feet and, you know, interact with people in the moment. So yeah. you don't really see that anywhere else. And I think one of... A lot of the people that um, take part in these, a lot of the actors and actresses, they're very self-aware. So you will get those moments where they will make jokes uh, around theme parks and around being employees in theme parks. I've heard it so many times. Yeah. And it's, it's just that nice little nod and wink that you mm-hmm. don't see in any other park. It's just at Hollywood Studios. So, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, we uh, were talking about uh, one of the other things we have on our list. Um, we were talking about... Uh, so there's actually six things in this list. Um, uh, yeah, good for me to look at this before we start recording. Um, we were talking about fast passes before, um, and we've already mentioned this about fast passes for Toy Story and Rock and Roller Coaster, so we really don't need to go over that again. Um, now, this was something that uh, we were kind of divided on. Uh, you know, we talked to Magic Kingdom about. You know, hitting the attractions when uh, the parade and fireworks is, are, are going on, that also applies at Hollywood Studios, which is when Phantasmic is going on. Phantasmic seats, I forgot how many, but it's thousands it's of people. It's a giant theater. Yeah. It's a huge amphitheater for uh, Phantasmic here in Walt Disney World. And, okay, personally, after having seen it so many times out in Disneyland, 
I won't watch it here because Disneyland's is so much better. Um, so it's a really good time to go hit some of these attractions that may have long wait times. Um, but there are those who feel this is a, a, a must-do that you have to go see. If you're not ever going to get out to Disneyland, that's not on li- then absolutely Fantasmic is a must-do. And, again, because the capacity of it is just so extraordinary, mm-hmm. um, they fill the theater, and it's usually you're able to get in. Mm-hmm. Um, there, go ahead. I will say, uh, if you want a better seat, or if it is so full that you have to wait, uh, I would say there, if there's two shows that night, go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Because you get the, the better seat, and also, there's less waiting. I mean, for the first show, they start the line... Uh, a, a lot longer past the time that you have to wait if you just go to the next one. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, you can be waiting in it's line. It's a shorter wait for the second right. one than it is for the first one. So you waste less of, less time in your day if you just go to the next one. If you're a family as well, I would say, and, you know, Phantasmic uh, is something that's going to appeal to everyone. It's a, it's very, very important uh, to you. It's, it's not bad to allocate a fast pass to this because you've got that better seating. You've got a more central view of the stage if you... Um, that's the seating that they section off for fast pass people. So, again, it's not uh, it's not a poorly spent fast pass if you were to go for Fantasmic. And actually, now I think about it, I believe there's dinner packages as well available for right. Fantasmic. And that's some right. of the asides I was going to mention about reasons to go to Hollywood Studios. There, in terms of dining, there are two venues at Hollywood Studios that I think everybody should experience. Number one is the Fifties Primetime Cafe. Uh, it's Unlike any other dining experience you're going to have at Walt Disney World and maybe anywhere else. Uh, Again, it's themed around 50 sitcoms. And it's uh, the the, the servers are very interactive. Um, They're your cousins. And you're sitting at a table. All the tables have old televisions on them. And they're playing clips from all these old... uh, all, all, all these old sitcoms and so and you're kind of like in a 50s kitchen sitting there and the the, the, the menu is full of comfort food meatloaf and fried chicken and things like that macaroni macaroni and I gotta say for me I know some people will disagree with me on this I think the food's great at 50s prime time the fried chicken That's at 50 great. and the meatloaf are amazing yeah. they're fantastic um, and you have these funny interactive experiences mm-hmm with your server they're just different than than what you really get anywhere else Mm -hmm. so that's something very unique to Hollywood Studios the other place uh, is uh, the Brown Derby the Hollywood Brown Derby Uh, now the Hollywood Brown Derby was an actual restaurant that existed in Hollywood until 70s or the 80s I forgot when it closed down Uh, this is the only one in existence now and they take that very seriously they run that restaurant to the standards that were set in the original. The food is superb. The service is superb. The experience, the Cobb salad was originated at the Hollywood Brown Derby, not the one here, the original. It's done the way uh, it was done in the original at ours. And it's one of my favorite places to eat on property. And... I think there are times I have gone into Hollywood Studios solely and specifically just to eat at the Brown Derby. 
and it's worth a trip over there just for that. It really is. It's worth, well, for me as an annual pass holder, it's worth it. If you've got a limited number of days in your par, uh, on your park ticket, I would not suggest blowing a day on a park ticket just to go uh, to Brown Derby. But I will tell you, if you are in the park, it's a good, it's a good reservation to get. It's a very good reservation to get. Uh, obviously, it's signature dining. It's going to be two table service credits on the Disney dining plan. And if you're not using the Disney dining plan, you're going to pay a little bit for the meal. But it's worth it. It's a great experience. Um, so what else? Is there anything else that you know you guys just particularly like doing at Hollywood Studios? Um, that's a good, I mean, it, it, right now it's just hard to answer that question because of you know all the construction that's going on. Um, I, I mean, this sounds like being an extreme Disney nerd. I actually like kind of like there's little peeks through the bushes where you can see the construction coming down and I'm, I'm just getting excited about what's to come. Oh, no question. Yeah, um, I agree. And so, you know, it's just a hard question to answer right now and I, I don't want to seem like I'm being anti-Disney by not answering it, but the, in, in all actuality, I'm just excited for what's to come. Yeah, How about definitely. you? It's, I'm looking forward to the future of Hollywood Studios. It's actually one of my favorite parks, and, and that is because of the theming. I love that idea of the 1950s Hollywood, like that never really was. You know, I love, love, love that theming. And even when I go now, I, I do enjoy being there, even though there's not a whole lot to do. So I'm interested to see what direction it goes in. I'll be an awful lot happier when they open up uh, Star Wars Land because it will. Uh, pull people out of the areas I enjoy being in and, uh, you know, put them elsewhere. So the crowds will go down an awful lot as soon as that uh, does open to the public. But, um, yeah, it's it's sad to see one of my favorite parks in, uh, I don't want to say in such poor shape, but in the shape that it's currently in. Yeah. I, so. Well, and it's, it's in that shape because they are really investing a lot yeah. of money yeah. to make it. Make it spectacular. It's like when someone comes out of plastic surgery and they're all beaten up. It's going to get better. Yeah. I, I, I will say, if we're going to talk about crowds, though, the great, amazing things about the construction that's going on is that I'm hoping once it opens and all this Star Wars land, kind of like you said, it will spread the crowds out, not only in Hollywood Studios, but I also think it's going to help in the entire proper, Walt Disney World property mm-hmm. in the fact that you know, you're going to see some Magic Kingdom guests going to Hollywood Studios maybe for an extra day now or or whatever so that they can, you know, and it will spread. I think it will help the entire property out with crowds. Yeah, I think I completely agree. I can't, I can't wait to that point in time when uh, Avatar's opened at Animal Kingdom, when Star Wars has opened at Hollywood Studios because I feel like right now the amount of people in the parks is not equally shared at all mm-hmm. for these reasons. People don't want to visit, you know, Hollywood Studios right now. Well, so. you know, it, it kind of goes back to what I've been saying because the reason we're seeing so much construction at Disney World is because of how effective Universal has been in their expansion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And so there's this competition going on, and at the end of the day, we're the ones who benefit. Uh, and I'm, you know, look, Disney Springs destroyed traffic in that area for years. Now that it's open, mm-hmm. they did a brilliant job. Same thing, same thing here. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with a lot of crowds, but it's crowds you can avoid. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Disney Springs, the traffic issue, if you were anywhere around there, you could not avoid it. Huh. Um, so recapping, um, if you are going to go to Hollywood Studios, uh, avoid the single rider line at Rock and Roller Coaster. Utilize Fast Passes for that attraction or, or, or for Toy Story Mania. Uh, don't trust the wait times at Tower of Terror. 
check out the Streetmosphere characters and their performances and either make a point of hitting Fantasmic and using a fast pass for that or avoid Fantasmic and use that time to get on some of the uh, more difficult to get on attractions. So that will do it for this episode of the best and worst of Walt Disney World. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week. Thanks for joining us, everybody.